0: Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter to our clients, from the global economy to market strategy.
1: Hello, I'm Paul Hollingsworth, Chief European Economist for Markets 360 at BNP Paribas, and I'm joined by my colleagues, European economist, Armajot Sidhu, and US economist, Andy Schneider, to discuss fiscal policy. It's Thursday afternoon here in London. It's the morning in New York on the 13th of January 2022. And today we turn our attention to fiscal policy where support is being withdrawn, leading to some fears of a fiscal cliff. Armijot, are you worried about this?
0: Thanks, Paul. And no, I certainly wouldn't characterise the current policy environment as a fiscal cliff. Yes, governments are withdrawing support this year as we head into the next phase of the recovery after the pandemic. So policy is tightening. we wouldn't describe it as tight. Instead, we still see it is supportive for growth across advanced economies, and the compositional policy is becoming more growth-friendly too.
1: Okay, but if I look at traditional measures of fiscal support, so for example the change in the cyclically adjusted balance, these are showing a significant tightening this year. So how do you reconcile that with your relatively optimistic view? You're absolutely right,
0: headline fiscal numbers don't make for encouraging reading, but they need to be taken with a pinch of salt. The reason is that they include the impact of all the emergency measures that were implemented during the pandemic and then treat their expiry as an active withdrawal of stimulus. But not all of the measures implemented over the last two years should be included. After all, some just replace spending from traditional safety nets, for example furlough schemes replace spending that would have occurred anyway through unemployment benefits. So by including these measures, you overstate both the initial amount of new support, but also the extent of tightening when they roll off.
2: Now, at the same time, Emergeau, isn't it fair to say that we can't just exclude all of the emergency measures that were implemented? After all, they still provided stimulus. For example, building new hospitals has an impact on demand and output in the economy, right? Definitely.
0: So the true impact of fiscal policy will lie somewhere between including and excluding all of these emergency measures. But it's hard to quantify.
2: So it sounds like in large part we can think of pandemic-era fiscal measures as one-time wealth transfers to the private sector. When combined with reduced spending through the crisis, the upshot is that households and businesses have built up savings, which can support consumption and investment for a long while yet, even while fiscal support is ending.
1: Okay, so if we can't look at the usual measures of fiscal policy, what should we be looking at, Amager?
0: Well, the easiest way to think about this is to draw an analogy with central banks. Policymakers are raising interest rates, but given that rates are still well below neutral, policy is still accommodative. The same is true for fiscal policy. The overall stance is still supportive, but the fiscal impulse, i.e. the change in the stance, is negative. Another quite simple way to look at this is simply to look at government spending. This is generally elevated this year versus what we were seeing before the pandemic. If you put that together with the fact that this higher spending is also more investment focused now, which tends to have higher fiscal multipliers, it should also have a powerful impact on growth.
1: So my next question is how this picture differs across countries. Perhaps, Andy, you can start by telling us what the outlook is in the US, where the news flow has seems to have been a little bit more negative recently.
2: That's right, Paul. Indeed, it does not look like we're going to get the amount of new spending that we had envisioned just a few months ago. But at the same time, the bipartisan infrastructure package was passed, and will provide about half a percentage point of GDP per year in high multiplier new investment spending. We also think BBB is not dead on arrival just yet. Especially with midterm elections fast approaching, lawmakers still have incentive to get something rather than nothing done, even if that something is less ambitious than originally desired. Altogether, we think government spending levels will be about one percentage point of GDP higher than before the pandemic from this new legislation. So, Amarjo, what about Asia and Europe?
0: So, for starters, the picture in China is quite different from elsewhere, as the support from fiscal policy is actually increasing this year. With the government's new focus on promoting growth, meaning that we're likely to see quite proactive and front-loaded policy with a big focus on investment. In Japan, we also have a large new fiscal package worth about 6% of GDP, which should help to offset some of the fading impact of previous stimulus. Now, in the Eurozone, the key story for the periphery is the next generation EU package, which will provide a meaningful boost to growth this year. In Germany, meanwhile, there's a renewed push on investment spending by circumventing the debt break. And at an EU level, we keep our eyes on the fiscal rules debate, which is set to gain momentum this year, likely to be heavily driven by the EU's green and levelling up objectives. Now in the UK the fiscal rules have already been reintroduced so the direction for policy seems to be somewhat
1: clearer, right Paul? Indeed although we see policy is still being supportive, there's no getting away from the fact that the UK is facing a sharper fiscal tightening in the years ahead versus the Eurozone and the US. And we don't expect any sizable new giveaways from the Chancellor this year, given the little room for manoeuvre he has against his new fiscal targets. Now, on that note, thank you, Amajot. Thank you, Andy, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This
0: communication should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this communication does not constitute research or a recommendation from BNP Paribas or any of its affiliates. The communication is only directed at persons to whom it may lawfully be communicated. BNP Paribas does not provide any financial, economic, legal, accounting or tax advice in this communication. The information available at
1: https// market360.bnpparaba.com